Welcome to Messy Closet, the spiritual journey of Generation X. I'm Roseanne Carlo, and here we explore the 70s, 80s, and 90s, and the lessons my friends and I may or may not have learned. Great to be back. Thanks for joining me for this episode. And once again, thanks to Soundtrap and Podbean for helping me bring you Messy Closet, the spiritual journey of Generation X. And I've been thinking about what the spiritual journey means and not just for TikTok content, but truly like the lessons that we have learned over the years have made me realize that Gen X started this movement of progression that in less than 50 years has taken shape into something I think we can't recognize anymore. So this whole thing, woke, 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 woke. What is that, right? You can't be woke until you have awakened. And we got to go way past like the spiritual awakening, the star seed. We've got to get into quantum. We've got to get into that 5D way of living where we understand our importance within the universe as a soul and as a spirit. We are energy. We are made of the sea and the earth and the stars. We are made of the matter that surrounds us. And I had stated a while back that I believe, and this is just my personal opinion, is that woke culture is being so angry at the injustices of the past that you're trying to punish the past in order to change the future. And that is actually history repeating itself. Okay, hear me out. So if we don't learn from history, we are bound to repeat it. And the anger towards many marginalized people in this country has kind of flipped now and that anger is coming back. And that's actually karma. It actually does make perfect sense within the balance of things. But I feel that in the current climate that we are in socioeconomically and politically, and we need to drop these barriers of political association and not religious association because, you know, for many people, religion is very important, but to put your guard down against other religions that you might think are not right. And I think that we need to find more understanding because if we keep saying woke without fully awakening, we're jumping steps and we're skipping over really important life lessons in that spiritual journey. And, you know, I was reading the other day, and I know it's around a lot, like red pill, you could go back to being six years old and have all of the knowledge that you have now, but relive your life. And blue pill is like $10 million and you know you can go on with your life. Not quite like the exit code of the matrix that you know we are looking for, but I know a lot of people would choose that blue pill and take the 10 million and move forward. 
I'm probably in the very small percentage of people that would say I would take the red pill and I would go back and I would spend more time with people that are gone and were gone too soon. I would absolutely love to know some of those forks in the road where I went right instead of left or left instead of right that if I had made the opposite decision when I was wrestling with things, maybe things would have turned out a little bit differently along the way. I would love to be able to right some wrongs. And I'm not talking about things that people have done to me, but like I've done to people that I had to apologize for, maybe go back and never have done those things because it made me feel bad in the heat of the moment that I did something that hurt someone. I'm not saying I would want to go back to be perfect. I'm just saying that there are a bunch of pretty big decisions that when I was kind of on the fence about them, I knew the decision I was making wasn't the best one and I should probably just take the scarier decision because sometimes we take the safer decision that turns out to be the wrong decision rather than the, the scarier decision to try something new. And I definitely did a lot of trying something new, being the rebel Catholic Italian American and moving out at 18 or 19, I think I was, when I moved to the city for the first time in the village by NYU, right by Washington Square Park. And I loved that apartment. I wish that I had been able to keep that for way longer than I had it. And, um, you know, it's just making, making certain decisions and growing. And the way that we grew up, not being able to have all of the information at our fingertips. It, how do I explain this? It's like the information that we gathered was like so precious because we had to take our time to, to find it and to learn it and to write about it. Like it took us how long to learn about, you know, the Civil War. And then it took us X amount of time to learn about like World War One, World War Two, the Korean War, Vietnam. We went through all of these things at different stages of life. But now if you're 12 years old and you want to look up the Civil War, you can find out all of the information or as much as you want to take in. So this is the difference that I see between like the younger generations and us is the younger generations, because the, the information is so quick at your fingertips and everybody's attention span young is, is just not there. Sometimes I don't even have an attention span that's there for more than like a minute. So you take in the amount of information that you want and then you'll go on to social media, particularly my least favorite Twitter and find a popular hashtag and just jump on the bandwagon without knowing all of the information and being fully educated on something. Because Twitter is not education. Trending hashtags is not education. It's just a trending hashtag for the moment. And we had to really take our time and look it up. And the worst thing we were able to do was get Cliff's notes for anything that we needed to we needed to like look up quickly, like if we didn't read a book, 
there were these little yellow pamphlets and they looked like a caution tape. They had like black writing all over them and it would say Cliff's Notes and it would have anything, anything you wanted the short version of like Shakespeare or any kind of book possible. They were incredibly popular. I haven't seen them in years, but I used to buy them or we used to trade them to help us with like our term papers and things because sometimes homework got really overwhelming. And now you guys have like all this AI stuff that can write your papers for you basically. Like now even Google is becoming obsolete with all of this chat GPT, which will just get right to the point. And I'm still old school. I wanna go through as many sources as possible for information. So that's one of the things in like the woke culture and along the Gen X spiritual journey that I have noticed is it's not attention spans that are getting shorter, but it's the way that information is presented that is shorter and you think that that is the entirety of the situation. I find it interesting that when I speak to someone like a kid, they're like, no, 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 I can just look it up. Like, I know, I know that now. I know everything I need to know about it. And that is obviously not the truth with the one little paragraph that was looked up and probably not even thoroughly read through. But I find it interesting that this sort of sense of I already know and if I don't know I can just look it up and find out as much as I need to know rather than you know let me research the entire thing that to me is so strange it's just speeding up our intake of information even more but not filling our brains with the entire story it's just fragments of it and I don't think that that is sustainable to a growing society that's supposed to be more towards or at least leaning more towards inclusivity and being more open towards everyone and accepting but it seems that there's more division now because as I feel kids today don't feel like they're being accepted quickly enough and I don't know if it's just by their peers or by adults or by everyone around them, but I remember being a kid not caring if I was accepted by the adults. It was just, you know, it didn't matter to me what they thought. There's a lot of contention going on on Gen X TikTok right now about the fucks given by Gen X and people saying, no, we do care, we do care, we're very empathetic. So I'm going to give you my take on the not giving a fuck or having not that many fucks to give. Here we go. So we don't have a lot of fucks. And each of us, according to our tolerance level, carries only a certain amount of fucks per day. Sometimes we have more because we wake up better. And sometimes we have way less than average or usual but we carry them around and we'll save it for something like, I don't know, abused animals or children, natural disasters, things like that. School shootings or mass shootings anywhere, 
tragedies, real things where lives have been torn apart and forever changed. And maybe we have a few left over to give a friend an empathetic and sympathetic ear. But what we don't have fucks for and what we will never give them out for is your whining, complaining, participation, trophy, craving, attention-seeking bullshit. And that is the New York Catholic Italian in me right there just telling you the absolute truth about the fucks that we have to give as Generation X from my particular point of view. I think that many may agree with me, and I hope that you do. So let me know, because that's just my take on it. It's not that we don't have empathy. Of course we do. It's not that we don't have sympathy. Of course we do. But we weren't raised with every single one of our feelings needing to be validated. When they said, yeah, I'll give you something to cry about, they weren't saying it like because we had a broken arm and they were like, you know, shake it off, go go play, you'll be fine. They were saying it because we were probably being whiny and complaining that we wanted something that they couldn't give us at that particular moment, started crying. They said, you want something to cry about? I'll give you something to cry about. It's not a complaint. It's not trauma. I can't stand when people say that Gen Xers are traumatized by our childhoods. Probably everyone at some point in their childhood has had trauma. And do we have generational trauma of course but do we have to wallow in it all the time no and is everything that we speak about traumatic to us no sometimes it's just facts like okay there's this dude i don't even know the creator's name on tiktok and he wears the hat and he's got kind of like chin length hair and in this video he was wearing a hat but no shirt don't ask me why i i just like just figure out are you hot or cold So anyway, his whole video that had been stitched by a lot of Gen Xers on TikTok was about drinking water out of the garden hose. And he asked if sinks were not an option. So this is my take on that as well. Number one, if you have never had water from the garden hose, you are missing out. Number two. Most of our water intake came from either the garden hose or the water fountain at the school because at home we were probably drinking Juicy Juice or Crystal Light or Tab. Seriously. Second of all, the garden hose water was always just as cold as the water fountain water and the tap water came out cloudy and warm at first so you had to wait a really long time to get the water to run and then fill your cup and then let that mist weirdness fog that's in the water dissipate before you could drink it and by that point your parent or someone else's parent was yelling at you for running the water too long and wasting water because we were in a drought because for some reason in the 80s every single fucking summer we were always in a drought and i really just think that this was our parents way of not having to pay extra for the water bill for filling up a pool or turning on a sprinkler for a couple of hours and at least for my family like i'm the italian that does not know how to swim like we grew up in the building and i never really learned how to swim 
But our parents would always find a way to send us to somebody's house that had a pool and their parents would bring out like, you know, soda and this, that and the other thing. But we were like truly thirsty. So we would run to the garden hose and we would turn it on and all drink from it. And we actually did try to hide the fact that we were doing this because we got yelled at about using the tap water. But the garden hose, like I said, was so much better. And to be honest, no one really wanted to go inside anyone's house unless they truly needed to use the bathroom. And if you were running around the woods all day without anything to drink, you were definitely dehydrated and you did not need to pee. (laughs) But, um, you know, the fact remains that it was stitched so many times, that video, and yeah, sinks were an option, but nobody really had the patience to want to do that. No one wanted to go inside and talk to their own parents or someone else's parents because they needed water. And for my friends and I, we kind of liked disappearing. We liked the fact that we were left alone and got creative and imaginative and had to figure things out on our own that we didn't really like run home and cry about anything unless, you know, there was like something physical that was wrong. And even then, if it wasn't broken, we figured out how to fix it. So in this culture that loves to cancel everything and wants equality in one way, but to me that way seems like trampling over other people, which is just as bad as the far right trying to trample over people. Like these two ideologies seem to juxtapose each other, but they're very close in the fact that each side wants everything one way and one way only with nothing moderate going on, nothing balanced. And that's where, to me, the whole woke thing is confusing because if you want things equal, you have to listen to both sides and you have to try and accept that there are people out there that exist that do not and will not ever agree with you, ever. So when you're, Growing up in a in a place and time where you can disconnect from your family so much to connect with strangers online to try and educate yourself beyond your, uh, let's say, level of, of mentality that's able to understand certain concepts, you're getting ahead of yourself and you're taking on too much information at once. I know it's overwhelming because all of the information is out there, but my whole philosophization of woke is slow down because you can't fix everything at once and you can't get angry that everything is not the way you and you know the same people that think the same as you, right? Your group of people your, your tribe, not everyone is going to think that way. Not everyone is going to accept you for who you are. And what you need to understand is that's okay. And you can't get everyone to accept who you are. 
I mean, in terms of politics, I think that we could do a lot better with a lot of our representatives out there. And it shocks me that many of them are sitting members of Congress. I do have to say this. If George Santos had run his campaign in drag, that would have been amazing. At least we would have known where we stood with him. You know, Leslie Jones said it best, and she cracked me up when she was on The Daily Show. She said, he's called the lying congressman. Do you know how much you have to lie to be called the lying congressman? And she just hit it. It was just like perfectly stated. And it's true. But trying to bulldoze that out of the way for, you know, much more progressive views doesn't help either. Part of the reason I started this podcast is my absolute love of pop culture from growing up and how it relates to today. I love conspiracy theories. I love the nightly news and I love celebrity news. I really do. I find it really interesting that, you know, it's even out there and it is news, but it is. So part of the reason that I started this is to share what Generation X has contributed to the world and how, you know, we're kind of forgotten by a lot of people. But another part of the reason is to help you think more freely not so one side or the other, to notice the shades of gray that really make the world a beautiful place because that gray turns into all the color in the world. So you may agree with me on this. You may not agree with me. Either way, again, I just encourage the free thinking and to keep listening if you wanna hear more about the spiritual journey. And if you have any questions, leave a comment here or on my Instagram at Messy Closet Podcast. And you can also go to TikTok at Roseanne Carlo. There's going to be a lot more Gen X content up there. And I really do appreciate each and every one of you for tuning in. And thank you for listening to this episode of Messy Closet. Don't forget to keep art and keep love alive.